0: There was a time when all it took was for a small child to point and exclaim the emperor has no clothes, for the world to realise they'd been duped. We now live in a time where we are too busy to go to the parade and see the emperor in his new clothes. And we rely on the news to tell us how fine the emperor's new clothes were. And those conspiracies about him being naked Well, they are. They're conspiracies. And we know this because we've had it fact-checked by the clothing company. So today on Digressing Tangents, Episode 9, we have Karen B. Karen, how are you?
1: I'm doing great.
0: Brilliant. Um, Obviously, I'm, I'm very much aware of who you are, what you do, and where you've come from. We have, in the past, chatted before. You may remember me as Hyperborean from your Discord days. Yeah. Maybe not. I do, I
1: think, I do remember
0: <laughs> yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Right. So um would you like to tell everyone um where they can find you, what shows you're on? Obviously, Strange World. I know you do coffee time with Karen B, and I'm sure there's probably some others that I'm missing.
1: Well, um currently I do I also do an anti religious scripture study every Saturday at eleven eleven with Just Jack, where we go and we read from the scripture, the first five um books of the Bible which is referred to as the Torah. And then we look at it through the ancient Hebrew language and try to just read it from a very stripped down, basic, uninfluenced, really raw point of view. Um, and then we also, I also do of course, strange world every Tuesday night with Mark Sargent, which is a, lots of fun. I love Mark. Yeah,
0: you're, <laughs> Your co-host Mark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: um. And then, yes, Coffee Talk with Karen B every Monday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on my channels, Karen B. If you just search Karen B and then I have the little bird logo, that's what I go by.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm familiar with the the logo. It's a nice logo. You've had that a few years now, haven't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I made it. And then, I, I don't know, I just kind of like it. I just stick with it. It works.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I did... um a picture for someone on discord they wanted a, a you know like a, a random picture of me uh and it was when we were doing um a, a series of events we were calling it hunting for the level uh so i i dressed up in some of my old combat fatigues and i've got a massive long you know like a three foot long level up to my shoulder like a rifle with a i can't remember if i put a telescope i think i actually put a sight on it i think i've got an old uh, telescopic, you know, like a an optic like a rifle scope that I just tie wrapped on, and and I took that I got my youngest to take a picture of me, and they were like, "What? What are you doing, Dad? What are you doing?" <laughs> so, because uh, um, I, I was saying when you because the first time they took the picture, the level wasn't level, so I said, "No, you need to you need to tell me like to raise it because it's hard to you know I was looking down the scope, but I couldn't tell if I was holding it level like to the ground, so." I said you need to make sure it looks level to the fence in the background and, and everything. So they went, "All oh, right, okay." So they said, "Up a bit, up a bit." Click, and and then I've I've used that picture as an avatar for for a good couple of years now, and I, I love it. <laughs> so, and I think it says level hunting, hunt, hunting level or level hunting since nineteen. Uh, no, sorry, twenty fifteen. I think it was. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that yeah. But when you get when you do something nice and you kind of you feel I don't know attached to it, and I don't want to change it because it's kind of part of me now. Yeah but, yeah it's awesome. Uh, so so starting with history as it were do you have a defining red pill moment in your life what what was there a point when you suddenly realized that things weren't as they were meant to be or as we were being told
1: um i guess probably That would have to be, if I had to pick a specific moment, I would say that was probably somewhere around 2006 or 2007 when um, I woke up to 9-11 being an inside job. So that's probably when, because that whole thing and how uh, when that happened when nine eleven happened, and they repeatedly showed those buildings like the plane flying to the buildings on the t v like I mean, I must have seen that about a thousand times that week. they just played it over and over and over and over, and um you know at the time I didn't really know what the, what was going on because i wasn't really um, I wasn't really aware of the level of programming and stuff that was going on in the media yet. But, right, but I yeah. saw that going on, and it like it upset me, and I started having nightmares from it. I just started having nightmares of like myself swimming in the ocean, like a deep, dark ocean with all these you know creatures that kind of blended into the background, and it was like where you're swimming in this depth, and you don't know which of these creatures are good and which ones are bad and which ones are trying to get you like. Those are the, and then I started realizing I'm like, this is there's some shit going on here. This is not what we're supposed. This is this is not how things are supposed to be, right? There's clearly some something not right with this world. So I would probably that, pick that time.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that that's interesting because a lot of people, it, it was nine eleven. You know, some people it was before that. You know, uh, JFK, that kind of things where they were always a bit suspect. Uh, I think anyone that doesn't have a healthy uh, distrust of politicians and government in general needs to have their head examined. But I mean, that's just oh, a personal, yeah. just a personal thought of mine. Um, but the thing with nine 11 that strikes me is when, when I, you know, I remember where I was, I remember that I'd, I'd been, I, I used to drive trucks like late at night. So I was, I used to leave at two in the morning and get back by about lunchtime. And then, then I did, I just rinse and repeat two o'clock in the morning, back at lunchtime, two o'clock in the morning, back at lunchtime. And I parked up the truck, uh, got my car, went to the local town, went to go into my local branch to put some, uh, I used to get given cash a lot um, off certain people when I was driving. Tips and stuff. I used to lug furniture around, you know. But I, generally, I would drop it off, and that would be the end of it. But sometimes I'd go to a site, and they would say, "Oh, can you help us up the stairs with it?" And sometimes I'd make some good money, you know, in my hand. And instead of just keeping it in my pocket, I used to go to the bank if I got, you know, more than a hundred pounds worth, say. And this particular day, I knocked on the. I went, to, you know, went to go in the bank, and the door was locked. And I thought, oh, it's not open. That's weird. And then the girl came running to the door, and she kind of looked at me up and down, and then she opened the door and she went, "I'm sorry, we've got new security measures in place after the accident in America." And I was like, "What accident?" You know? And she went, "Oh, have you not seen the news? Have you not seen the news?" And I thought, "No, not seen the news." Paid my money into the bank, went home, turned the telly on, and this is where the story is interesting because everyone I speak to has almost an identical story to say I turned the TV on and I seen the second plane hit. Now we can't have, obviously it was just on a loop, but I think psychologically it was on that loop. So every single person has that story where they say, yeah, I remember turning the news on and that, and, you know, and that's when the second plane hit everyone yeah. has a moment in time where they think they seen the second plane hit real time live when in actuality it probably happened a few hours before and it was just being shown in that kind of in the moment live process. So everyone says, yeah, yeah, I seen the second plane hit. Right. And that reinforces that, that trauma, uh, trauma. In, and into now the... it's
1: questionable, even if there were any planes involved in that. Well, <laughs> you know, that, a lot that, of people that... think there weren't any planes <laughs> and it's, you know, and now looking back at it, that's, It's
0: not out of the question. It most certainly isn't out of the question. Um, There, and uh, this is some. I'm trying to think what show it was on now, but someone made a very compelling case that there was probably no one killed. (laughs) Do you mean? And you're like, when you look at the, I'm going to say, look at the paper trail. The distinct lack of paper trail, which was the the foundation of the theory, is that there was no recorded deaths. Do you mean some of the people? that Mm -hmm. they said died just aren't recorded as having died i'm i would say i was on the fence with that but at the same time like you say uh, there's nothing nowadays that i can't rule out as being potentially true because i know for a fact there's a lot of stuff i know is blatantly lies right and trying to sort the the truth is harder to sieve out when there is such a, a menagerie of lies swimming around with disinformation being banded around all over the place. So that's, that's interesting that it was 9-11 for you, I must admit. Oh, it's yeah. good. So, um, so then after 9-11, um, when, when was it that the, the Flat Earth slapped you in the face with the big shovel that it is sometimes?
1: Well, it was quite a bit later. Um, I did not come across Flat Earth until 2015. Um, but before that, you know, I was I was really already going down other a lot of other rabbit holes, you know, like you were just discussing with politics and governments and that whole uh, deception there. I mean, governments are 100 percent corrupt. My The U.S. government is absolutely 100 percent corrupt. I mean, there are videos all over the Internet of the president's son smoking crack with hookers and nobody cares. I mean, it is insane. It's insane. So clearly that is a big joke. Um, And then the education system, I have watched it. I mean, having gone through it myself and then growing up and then being a mom and having children of many varying ages, I've watched the education system just get worse and worse and worse to where, you know, I finally pulled at the beginning of this whole COVID nonsense. I pulled my children out of school and started homeschooling them. And it was the best thing I ever did. I literally watched them become come back to being better people. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it, you really, I didn't, I didn't even realize like how influential it is when your children go out to these schools and they're hanging around with other children who are being raised by, you don't know what kind of people and you don't know what kind of, what those children are being taught. And then they're going and teaching your children this stuff and this bad behavior and these bad words. And then your children bring it home and they start acting like little jerks. And you're like, what's going on here? Well, when I finally pulled them out of school and I, you know, and I, started spending you know a hundred percent more time with them and teaching them myself and and they became better people they stopped acting like that you know i i just i can't even explain it you have somebody would have to see it themselves but i was like wow i just watched them become better people just by pulling them out of public school
0: (laughs) so that's a real a real time example of of witnessing you know the 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 system like failing you basically you know and then realizing that it's not i mean a lot of parents would have blamed their kids you know first maybe uh, mm-hmm. sometimes they'll blame the education system but do nothing about it as well which i think's another fa- um, facet of uh, human existence as as it is at the moment everyone's too busy trying to make money to for for the simple things you know keep a roof over your head food on the table mm-hmm. uh, and then they they for want of a better word they literally farm their common sense and their Intellect out to others to to deal with, and I I think that's that's a you know, pet. I mean, obviously not yourself, and I'm obviously including myself in this as well. I I don't allow the school system to 100% tell my kids what is real and what isn't real. When they come home, I ask them what they've done at school, what they've been taught. They know my my views and my opinions, you know, and I reinforce certain things. I'll say, well. Uh, when they say, oh, we learned today at school, blah, 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 I'll say, well, allegedly. <laughs> Do you mean you've got yeah. to remember what you've been taught at school is maybe not going to be true in a couple of years' time? And I always cite Pluto, which is a bad example of, of, for me as a flat earther. Is yes. I, I cite Pluto, how it was a planet, then it wasn't a planet. Uh, I can pull down no end of old um, atlases from our bookcase and say, you know, a few years ago, this place was called the USSR. Now it isn't. Do you mean? But that was mm-hmm. fact. That was a fact one day. And if you got an exam and you were asked to write down, you know, what's this landmass and you put USSR, you would have scored points for it. Now you wouldn't get any points for it because it's not called the USSR anymore. I said, so what was fact when I went to school and what is fact now are two different things. So you've got to be wary of what they are teaching as fact when what they're actually teaching you is the current understanding. And I think that's a definition that people uh, miss I think they conflate the two. They, they they conflate the current understanding of anything, and use the word "fact" when they should be saying, "As we understand it, this is the truth," yeah. or "This is what we believe to be true." As we understand it, G- does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, but I mean, I've I've noticed uh, word conflation a lot with things like anarchy versus chaos, especially yes. here in the. They will use the word anarchy when they mean chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, I'm trying to think of some That's other good ones. Part of the programming,
1: really. too, I think, because anarchy doesn't mean chaos. It means no. It doesn't, and it doesn't mean no rules either. It means no rulers. That there's no absolute rulers. It doesn't mean no rules, right? Real anarchists yeah, yeah, yeah. live yeah. under natural law. You know, do no harm, cause no loss, which is yes. how it should be.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'll say that, but I think, again, that's deliberately done. So people, you know, say, oh, you you know, someone's indoctrinated when there's certain talking points or sound bites that they will regurgitate to you. You know, if you say, you know, we should live maybe in a more um, voluntary society, you know, like more voluntary, where, you know, Mm -hmm. because most things are voluntary exchange, you know, I don't, uh, I I, I choose where I go and spend my money, and that's a voluntary exchange. I go to, certain supermarkets over others just through preference uh i make that conscious choice and when you sort of try and explain it like that to someone and then they go oh yeah but that you, know, you sound like sounds a bit like it could be anarchy who will build the roads and as soon as they say who will build the roads you're like yeah that's just a talking point you, you've you've not looked into this because built roads were being built long before government was around and they were being built by people that needed to get stuff from a to b do you mean that's how roads started you know a cattle man in the west coast of Scotland who needed to get it to the east coast just trampled his cattle east and he'd done that every every year for you know 10-15 years and by, as if by magic a track appeared and then someone went you know what maybe we should just make this a permanent feature do you mean we'll, we'll mm-hmm. do something so it's so muddy in certain areas and people forget that trade happened like that before governments were around building roads and to be fair, you, if you just look at a road and say, "Well, that's what the government are doing for you," look, look at look at the state of them. Some of these roads, <laughs> 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 and that's that's your money that they're wasting. You know, they can't even they can't even build a road, let alone you know, right? Be justified as having, you know, the reason for having government is they build roads. Is, is probably the worst example ever given by anyone trying to defend government. I would. So uh, yeah, it, no, yeah, no, definitely interesting. That um, do do you notice that? amongst you know like in your neck of the woods is there a a leaning towards a distrusting government or do you still hear people thinking they need to vote harder to fix the problem
1: um well when i go out and, you know in public in general i think people just they just think they just need to keep voting <laughs> that's what i see mostly you know but there are pe- i do i do also see people that are starting to wake up and realize that you know, that they, they really can't trust the government. And I think that the the whole pandemic COVID thing is is a big plan, a big part of that. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I, I I feel like when that whole thing happened, it was like it either it just kind of shook things up a lot. Right. And either people fell deeper down into the indoctrination and the brainwashing or they kind of got pushed and snapped out of it but I think more people fell deeper down into it than got snapped out of it. Does that make sense?
0: <laughs> no, 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 I see that. I, I, w- I would say it was, in my own personal life, my own sort of circle of friends, I would say it was probably a 75% hook, line, and sinker versus a 25% meh, something's not right with this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So on, on that kind of segue, uh, people just buying it and wanting to be part of the matrix. Now this question, the the blue pill question is kind of morphed because when I first asked it, it was that the the question was simply, um, if you were to take the blue pill, what was the reason, you know, like in the film, the guy wants to have the steak. He wants to have the beautiful wife. He wants to be rich. That's Mm -hmm. why he wanted the blue pill. So that was the question was like, what would it be that would make you take the blue pill? Uh, most people said they they would never take the blue pill. That's the whole point. Um, and then the question morphed into if you were to take the blue pill and it took you back to a, a simpler time uh, prior to you knowing what you know now, what time would that be? And again, people have answered it a multitude of different ways. So you can answer one or both or choose not to. But if if there was an option to take the blue pill, So, yes, you would take it. No, you wouldn't. And if you were to take it, what would be the one thing that would be the thing that you go, yeah, if I really had to take the blue pill, it would be because of this. Hmm. That's a tricky one. That's a tricky one. But
1: Well, yeah, I would say probably my first reaction would be like, well, I don't want to take the blue pill. (laughs) Probably like everybody else.
0: Yeah, it's so much Uh, more fun without the blue pill, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I kind of already made that choice, didn't I? (laughs) Um, and I don't know what would make me take it. I don't know that there is anything that would make me take it because I I don't know. I just always I have a real love for truth. Like any, I don't care what the truth is. I just want to know what it is, you know. And it doesn't have to make me feel good. It doesn't have to be all unicorns and roses. I just want to know what is the truth. How does this place work? Like, what is it really? It doesn't have to be some um happy fantasy story, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it just no, has to yeah, be yeah. real. <laughs> Cause I spent my I feel like I spent my whole life believing lies. Well, I don't want to believe lies anymore. I just don't want to because it didn't it didn't serve me. It didn't make anything better, you know. I became an yeah. adult and everything still sucked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, yeah, everything stayed the same, you just have to pay more for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm yeah no no okay no that, that that's a perfectly acceptable answer like you say m- most people have said now nah, um like you said i've already decided- i've already rejected the blue pill, so that's why I'm like talking to people like yourself on the show uh because the blue pill's already been rejected um so no yeah, that's a perfectly good answer um that said uh simpler times um and people believing everything um What do you think is the, is there a key factor into some people believing everything and like, and then there's like us that don't believe everything is there. Do you think that is potentially a genetic marker? And I've been toying with the idea that, you know, and I'm air quotes back in the day, air quotes, uh, when they said their current understanding that Neanderthals and Homo sapiens actually coexisted for a while until eventually Homo sapiens wiped out the Neanderthals for whatever reason. Um, do you think there's a chance that there is still two kinds of species going on here, where one type of Homo sapien is slightly genetically different and has like the psycho gene in it, and the rest of us are just pottering along thinking it's all kumbaya? <laughs>
1: um. Well, you know, that's an interesting question because there does seem to be something, there's a definitely something significant to bloodlines um, because of all the blood rituals and stuff that have been done historically and, and, um, and everything like that and the symbolism of it. <clears throat> so there is something to it. And then also if you go into like the RH negative, aspect of it how there's rh positive and rh negative and most of the world's population is rh positive and there's a small you know about 15 percent are rh negative and there's no other species that has those two different things going within one species and then if an rh negative mother gets pregnant with an rh positive fetus there's a possibility that her own body will attack and kill that fetus that's that's just weird that you know (laughs) that your own body would attack its own baby. So there's something weird there where there's been, there's something has happened. And I, you know, you, anybody, there's a lot of different theories as to what it is. And I don't know know, the the truth of it. And I don't know that we'll ever know, but I think there is something to that. There's something in the bloodlines and in our species, in, in humans where um, some of us are different and some of us are just, you know, they're just different from the other people. And it's not even necessarily tied to the definitively to the RH negative and the RH positive because, you know, Kami and I who are both RH negative And so and we've been looking at this stuff for a long time because I was looking at that even before Flat Earth because I'm RH negative And I thought it was weird, you know, what, what, what's mm-hmm. the difference about it? But, you know, we've gone around and we've asked a lot of people. In this, you know, if they know their blood type and if they know their RH negative or positive and an overwhelming amount of people are RH negative um, in this, but it's not the rule. There's a lot of RH positive people, too. So it's not it's not that simple, but I do think there is something somewhere that that makes it so you can or can't see. I don't know what it is, though, but there must be something to it because it's one of the biggest mysteries, you know? Well, yeah, well, I mean, i I
0: ex-military, so I know my blood group. I'm, I know I happen to know I'm B positive. So mm-hmm. um, when I asked Charlie Robinson this question, he said that the one factor that seemed to be common through through this, for that question, was at some point the people that he he speaks to have had some kind of psychedelic experience. Now I ruled myself out of that and I said well you know I, I I don't recall ever having psychedelics and then later when I was going back through my my existence I do I I did pinpoint a time when I accidentally hotboxed myself with a group of people that were smoking cannabis, uh, in a, in a very heavy tent. And I was wandering in and out of the tent, unknowingly inhaling copious amounts of, uh, um, weed as we call it here in the UK. So, and that was about the 2001 mark. So, and I said, Oh, and that coincides with me pretty much maybe waking up. But so there is that tenuous link, that there might be an awakening through through some version of psychedelics or not.
1: Hmm.
0: What would you see with with yay, nay?
1: Possibly. Possibly. I mean, I um I actually did a lot of psychedelics when I was younger, so it's possible. I mean, I did quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> quite, a bit. <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. And it wasn't and it wasn't <laughs> weed. It was like, well, when I was in high school, I did a lot of L S D and mushrooms.
0: Oh wow yeah not not so big in the u k the well I'm saying that maybe I was just moving in different circles, so
1: yeah, like in my later high school days, like you know junior senior year um I did a lot of that. Well, <laughs>
0: just just'm gonna go off on a, a a tangent here then um something I was interested to to talk to you about, and I think I mentioned it in an email oh, a while back um was your bigfoot encounters mm-hmm. or your bigfoot kind of experiences now i've had paranormal stuff in my life where some of the estates i've worked on most definitely were for one of a better word i'm going to say haunted or there was activity on site definitely you know uh, my wife who used to clean late at night would would see people moving around i would see people moving around areas that people shouldn't be um you know, the usual noises. Uh, We owned a house once where there was an old man that used to, or I got the sense it was was an old man. He used to stand at the top of the stairs where you couldn't quite see him, but you knew he was there. And that was very unnerving. And our first child used to stand in the kitchen talking to an old lady who the first time we heard her talking to her, we thought it was our next door neighbor that walked around because our back gardens were connected. And we thought she had walked around to, you know, to see us about something so the wife walked in and our youngest as our eldest now was just stood there talking to themselves you know and then they stopped as soon as the wife walked in and then the wife said oh were you talking to you know peggy from next door and she went no no i was talking to mary and we're like who the hell's mary and then we found out that there was an, uh, a mary that used to live in that house so <laughs> when you tell when you tell people those kind of stories they go ah imagining it kids with an, a child's got an imagination you were you know it was just a dark room corner of your eye and it becomes obvious that people that have had no kind of experience like that find it hard to believe an experience that someone else has had yeah now but when you meet someone who's had that experience they go oh yeah 100 percent, know what you're talking about there's there's a, a feeling in your gut you know, the tingle in your spine, there's all sorts of things that are involved in you having that experience. So for someone to say that it wasn't real, just amplifies the fact that they haven't experienced it. You know, it's like, it's like love, you know, people who've never been in love don't know what love's like until they fall in love. And then they realize what everyone else was talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you find that with your, oh, sorry, just digress slightly have you had any paranormal experiences? Yes. Right. But, Mm -hmm. okay, well, that's interesting. I might come back to that because the next, (laughs) the the real question was the Bigfoot because now obviously in the UK, we, I don't think we have a Bigfoot, you know, we don't have a, um, a history of that. We have the, the cat of Bogman Moor, which is supposed to be a big black Panther, but I don't think we have any. Hominid cryptids in the uk off the top of my head apart from potentially the gray man of ben Macdui, but he is supposedly just a very large man that haunts the slopes of ben Macdui, which i've walked up and down and it's it's an eerie place in the fog that's for certain
1: hmm.
0: so sorry I, I think i went off on a, t- a complete tangent then so your bigfoot experiences have uh-huh. you met anyone else in your area that has had the same experiences as you and have you met people that like poo-poo the whole idea by saying, no oh, no, no, you're just uh oh
1: you no know, it's yeah. a bear
0: it's just a bear or whatever.
1: Yeah. Um I have met people who've had experiences like mine. In fact Cammy, who stayed with me one summer for like a month, she experienced it with me. So she saw it
0: This is when you I... drove back when you when you were driving back in the car? Is it that that story or is that
1: um no no, that's another time, though. You mean where Bob says he saw a dark figure yeah. walk across my driveway? No, that yeah, was that's... during Flattoberfest 2020, and Bob and Cammy still lived in Colorado at the time, and they were staying at my house during the oh, event. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: that's right, and they, yeah. Were,
1: and they were driving back into my driveway, um, and Bob said he saw a dark figure walk across my driveway.
0: <laughs> I, I remember him remember relaying that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Cammy had uh, an experience herself then?
1: Well, yeah, well, cause she stayed here with me, like I said, for a month, it was just me and Cammie and we were just hanging out, um, looking for crystals and hanging out in the woods. And, um, and they were like the day she showed up, it was crazy. It was like the woods came alive and, um, there was all these, it was like, they were running in and out of the woods and through the woods and making noise. And I would see flashes of them like running here and there. And, you know, and I would look at her and I'd be like, did you see that? And she was like, uh-huh. She just looked at me nodding like, uh-huh. <laughs> it was just, it, you know, they weren't like fully coming out, um, showing themselves, but you could tell there was like a very playful energy. Like they were just so excited that me and Cammy were just out hanging out in the woods and and looking for crystals and and that we knew that they were there and that we were okay with it. So they, I think it was like, They just felt comfortable, you know, showing their playful energy.
0: Yeah. I mean, this, um, the recent Strange World, when the guy phoned in and asked about your Bigfoot, which I thought was a bit odd that I was going to ask you almost the same question. (laughs) But uh, like you said, like normally when they meet people, uh, people go crazy, start shouting, screaming, bawling, firing guns. So as a rule, they just go, "Eh, we'll just avoid those people. Right um, do you think they they're obviously sentient enough to realize you weren't a threat and therefore just were happier to be around, or do you yeah. think it was-
1: yeah well yeah. i I think that they know your intent you know they they have been existing here without being um I guess, attacked and, and ruled over being attacked like we are, you know, how we get sort of educated out of who we really are. We get lied to about the world we live in. We get told to separate our heart and our mind, you know, you know, make sure you use your head and don't, don't just go with your, you know, they sort of tell you to, to deny what makes you a human almost when you're growing up. Right. Well, they don't, they don't, grow up that way they're you know existing unencumbered and they get to exist as they're meant to and i think they have a greater understanding of this place than we do and i think that they're very um you know they have telepathic um abilities you know a lot of people say that they've heard mind speak well that where they hear you know the uh a a bigfoot or a sasquatch or whatever they'll understand like a question in their mind or 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 a statement like even Les stroud who does the the survivor man he said because you know because he did a bunch of things about going because he had some experiences went out in in the wilderness with sasquatch and stuff so he even said that one time that he was walking on a ridge and you know and and that he heard them through mind speak they were like hey look we're just over here on the other side of the ridge if you really want to see us come over here and he was like yeah, I'm not ready for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. So um where do you where do you stand with uh Bigfoot potentially being uh inter or multi dimensional?
1: Oh hundred percent. They've they've gotta be because um Like I said, I've had a bunch of experiences here um, in North Carolina since I moved here. And it's odd because I grew up in California, in Northern California, where Bigfoot got its name. And I never had any any encounter or experience there. I did have some friends that did. um, But nothing ever happened to me until I moved here in North Carolina and lived in the country. And then it was like almost immediately um, I started having encounters and experiences. So... um,
0: Is that at your current location now when you when you moved to that particular point or was it just?
1: Yes. And then I yeah here and and then I and then I found out I started listening to different um, Bigfoot podcasts and stuff. Because I moved here in 2011, so it's still a while before Flat Earth. And so I started getting deeper into the Bigfoot thing because I started having so many encounters and experiences and they would even show up in my dreams. I don't know if you ever heard stories about people where they'll be, you know, they'll have them show up in their dreams. Well, that happened to me. Um, and then I had experiences because like where I live now, we that was all woods and we had, you know, a little piece carved out of the woods. We cleared it and then built a house inside of here. So I'm completely surrounded by woods. And the first summer that I moved in here was the most active because it was like, it was like, hey, who are you? What are you doing here? Hey, I'm going to tap on your window. And like, you know, it was like, <laughs> so I had a lot of things happen here, weird things. And even my daughter, she was three years old at that time. And I remember I was outside and I was like watering because I was trying to get the grass to grow because there was no grass yet. And my daughter grabs my leg and she goes, mommy, mommy there's a big foot over there. Don't let it get me. And I was like, what? And I just looked straight up into the wood line and I don't see anything. There was nothing there. And I just thought that is so weird for my daughter to say that to me. And I just said, don't worry about it, sweetheart. Mommy's here. I won't let anything happen to you. And then I just kind of forgot about it. And then a couple minutes later, and this is in the summertime where, you know, it's like a perfectly hot, still day with no wind. Like it was really, you know, one of those still hot, just, Days, and there was no wind blowing. And I look over a couple minutes later, and there's a big tree about a hundred yards from my house, and it's being shook like like violently shaken, to where I could like hear the wood cracking. And I was like, "What is going on? Why is that tree shaking? Like that is so weird." And and I was like, "Well, just a minute ago, my daughter said she saw a Bigfoot, and now there's a tree shaking in my woods. This is bizarre, and it just scared the crap out of me." But it was like. Um, it was in the middle of the day, broad daylight, you know, I just, it was so surreal (laughs) when it happened. And then I just kind of had to digest that for a while. And then another time I came back out and I was doing the same thing. I was out in my yard and I was just watering, trying to get the grass to grow. And then I heard them, I heard like a very low, deep mumbling voice in the woods, like, you know, like I couldn't understand it, but I sounded like there was a very, very deep man voice talking in the woods and where I, you know, it's not like um, it was, it was sounded like somebody talking close, you know, not somebody who was being loud and far away. It was, you know, somebody talking at a normal tone close and you know, the difference, right? Yeah. But where, but where I live, I'm like on 20 acres of woods. There's no, like there's no way I should be hearing anybody talk if they're just talking normally outside their own house. So you know, and that happened to me a couple of times. And then I kind of I got the feeling I'm like, oh, wow, I'm listening to them talk. And it, that's happened to me a few times. And I've also gotten footprints. And so to me, there's like, you know, and I've I've seen there was another time, too, where the dog started barking out the window and I and um like violently barking. So I go out my d- back door and I just very quickly out of the corner of my eye, see the flash of a figure walking into the woods and then just disappear. And I went over to that section of the woods and I was like, hello, hello. And I saw nothing. Nobody answered back. It was like, you know, nothing there. Um, Just weird stuff like that. I mean, I have dozens of experiences like that. So to me, it's like, there's just no question. They're they're all over the woods. They're all over the place. They just, they're here. (laughs) But they've never... They've never done anything to scare me. I've never felt threatened. I've never—it's um, never been violent, you know. With that one was shaking the tree, but it was like off in the woods. Like I wasn't threatened by that. I was just like, wow, wow, that's really weird. There's a tree shaking over there, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But it was—it's ne- never been anything scary or anything like that. So, I like them. I think it's cool that they're here. <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah. Well, funny. I was—I was gonna ask if you had dogs. In the back of my mind, I I remember you having dogs. Maybe yeah, I've seen one them dog. like in the background, like on a podcast or something. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to ask how the dogs react. But again, do you find do you have this then? Like when back in the day when you were like in civilization, as it were, and you're wandering around, and I'd, like uh, you'd meet someone with a dog, and that dog would come up to you and and sniff you and let it pet and and all the rest of it. And the owner would say something along the lines of, "Oh, that's weird. They don't normally let anyone else pet them." But yeah, y- you you just do it like out of hand, you know, like as in the dog comes to you, so you put your hand down, you touch it on the head, it sniffs that, you know, you know, maybe nuzzles you a little bit, and then goes back to the owner. And then the owner's like, "Oh, wow, that's really weird because it, you know, he never does that or she never does that," uh, and I wonder if. Because that happens to me and, and the wife, you know, on the regular basis where people have like small yappy dogs or whatever, and then they, they go quiet and come over and, and just stare at us, you know, like they're trying to suss out why we're different. Um, so, no, I just wondered if there was a dog connection with, you know, with your, um, you know, like like, like a, an innate animal sense, it, it, would I sense, spirit, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I just wondered if there was a connection, you know, and say, how often do the dogs randomly start barking at the woods or have they got used to it? I Um, say,
1: yeah, my dog does that. He does it, you know, every now and then pretty. I mean, not a ton, but he does do it. It it used to happen more when I was living alone when um, before Ted was here. And I don't know why that is. Maybe, maybe when I didn't have Ted here, maybe they were hanging around more, watching me or something, or watching over me. I don't know. But it doesn't. It's. I've noticed that it is less now that Ted's here. But it did used to happen more.
0: Oh, do, you, do you think Ted's giving off a, a heavy scent of testosterone, and they're, they're just they're like staying away now? Is he? Well, is he scented? Has he, has he done a less shroud and weed all around the house to scare? <laughs>
1: Well, I don't think it's like that because, like, I feel like more like they used to hang around more when I was by myself because more of like a, they were watching over me is kind of how oh, I feel.
0: Oh, because- sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I hate interrupting you. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you're a, a mother with children, so do you think there was maybe a, a nurturing kind of tribal yeah. aspect of that, where they were kind of just keeping an eye on you because? Like you say, you're in in their area, and they, they could tell you had small ones, and you obviously just needed to be,
1: yeah. Looked at. Well, and I was also when my, I mean, the my husband who I moved here with, it was an abusive relationship. I mean, we're not together anymore, but I used to, when we when things got really bad, I used to go into the woods to hide out, <laughs> to like get away and to have it be quiet um, a lot. And I think maybe that's where they kind of got used to me being there all the time. (laughs) I don't know if that sounds weird or not, but I feel like that's where it started. And so um, I feel like they just kind of were always hanging around after that because um, I was here by myself for a few years with the children. I
0: I don't find that strange. Um, Do you think that lends credence to the fact that they are very much empathic then?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and I'll tell you even one thing happened when my daughter was like four or five. She was still really young um, because the house is it's a little it's kind of bigger and there's a lot of woods and stuff around. So I was I was around the house and my daughter didn't know where I was. She couldn't find me and she thought I had gone into the woods. So she started (sighs) going down the trail into the woods and she yeah. said, and she turned around and came running back because she said when she started calling me and going into the woods that she heard these giant footsteps stomping on the ground and it scared her and she came back. And I was like, really? And, and, um and to me, I was like, wow. So it's almost like there was a Sasquatch in the woods and saw my daughter running in the woods where, where there was nobody knowing I wasn't out there. And it scared her back towards the house. <laughs>
0: interesting yeah no i like i like that that's no i like that i like that a lot no that's fascinating i'm really jealous that we don't have anything like that here in the uk that i can, you know if i could go somewhere The, the only again this is a complete tangent i did spend a night in the woods where they filmed dog soldiers and that's a little place just outside of um, Inverness called Dog Falls, oddly enough, uh, on the, at the top end of Glen Glenafric. Uh, and that is a weird place to to sleep like under canvas, especially when you know they filmed that film there. <laughs> so I think your, I think your imagination goes a bit wild. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're always thinking about werewolves and stuff. So any kind of noise or um, movement, you know, and, and it's, uh it's yeah it's the right area for deer as well so like red deer which is like our biggest land mammal um and they can make a bit of noise when they're crashing around Mm -hmm. uh, which can be a bit disconcerting so no that's that's fascinating i was really interested in hearing your thoughts about bigfoot because i don't think you get to speak about it enough Oh, oddly
1: enough. You know, then, Well, you know, when I first got yeah. into Flat Earth and I started, I thought, oh, this is great. I bet I can talk about to people about Bigfoot in Flat Earth because I really didn't have very many people to talk to even about Bigfoot. I had to join special groups for it, right? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I, that got shut down real quick. I had Flat Earthers telling me that I was making Flat Earth look stupid by talking about Bigfoot. And I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me?
0: Seriously, I like it.
1: Yeah. So, I was like, you're saying the earth is flat and you don't want to talk about Bigfoot? Come on.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it, they they can coexist, isn't it? It's like the whole alien thing when they say, Oh, people who you know, if you believe in aliens, you can't believe in flat earth or or you have to believe in space. And that's that's a complete nonsense. We we I think we've already um ascertained that, you know, I I like the word play in it, you know, the extraterrestrials. Do you, know what you mean? Um, I, I think they could be coming from the outer edge as opposed to outer space I I think that works works both ways
1: yeah you know what's funny Uh, is one of the guys that um that used to do my tattoos way back when I still lived in California and I lost touch with him and didn't talk to him for a long time and then I found him again on social media and of course I was all flat earthed out like completely (laughs) red pilled and he (laughs) messages me and he's like oh I see you had some sort of awakening and I was like yeah and I thought he was going to start ripping on me and he's like yeah me too he's like i i'm contact i'm a contactee of greys aliens and i was like what (laughs) i couldn't believe it and so he was telling me that they contact him telepathically and i was like you know that's crazy because you know flat earthers is not like we don't think aliens are real. we just think they come from other lands or outer areas it's just that they're not from outer space you know millions of light years away it's much more local. Everything is much more local than we're told. So I thought that yeah. was kind of a trip.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not 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 knocking it, not knocking it. It's like like Mark says, like, you know, he wakes up with flat Earth so everything else can't be off the table. So No, no, I like that. No, like the like I say, again, conflating stuff when they say, Oh, if you believe this, you can't believe that. I I um I one hundred percent don't subscribe to just because you believe one set of things you're incapable of believing another and that seems to be a a classic divide and conquer within yeah. um that and i'll again air quotes the truth community when you hear someone ragging on another content provider because oh they they don't believe this so they must be a shill or whatever and you think oh my god yeah. do you know I mean there's there's room for a lot of theories and um, if they shut you down without even wanting to talk about it, then that I think that's a bit of a red flag. Uh, you know, if everyone is willing to have a, at least meet halfway and make the discussion, that that's yeah. how we have a healthy society is by talking to each other and understanding where we're coming from. So,
1: yeah, well, I think everybody's got a little piece of the puzzle. But an, another thing that I've seen happen to in in this community is I feel like a lot of people are um, jumping on these bandwagons really easily like they're believing they're they're coming up with these new theories or discussing these new theories and then they're preaching them as truth without even having verified them or or, you know or put them through the same scrutiny with which they put the globe model through like they're just they're becoming guilty of the very thing that they have accused the you know our uh, deceptions yeah. of doing, you know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. that's another thing that I see happening a lot now that really worries me. Like this whole thing with, um, you know, I know a lot of people are into it and they get mad when I say it, but like this whole Tartaria thing, the the yeah. lost history thing, the antiquatec, the melted buildings, the the plasma resets, like all of this stuff, most of it is speculation, and everybody's walking around like, oh, during the last reset, blah blah blah. Well you don't even really know for sure that that reset happened. Like, you know, we don't really know what happened with that, with our timeline. We've been lied to. They've obviously added a bunch of time that wasn't yeah. there. Things are much more, happened much more recently than they told us. And I think everything is still under question and scrutiny. And I feel like too many people are jumping on these like trendy ideas and just running with it way too quickly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, that that's something that I think we need yeah, to really well, be aware of
0: sign up to my patreon for the second hour yeah <laughs> so <laughs> and i kid because i don't anyway, i don't have a patreon i was just uh, but yeah, yeah i think you get the uh, I, I know what you're saying 100 percent. so o- obviously with ca- that kind of segues us nicely ish into uh a black pill so what is in your opinion the worst case scenario with with the current state of affairs as it is in the world what do you think is the and i will preface this by saying uh i i spoke to a gentleman the other day uh simon and he was clear that he didn't want to answer this because he didn't want to manifest anything so that that is an out if you if you have a if, if you've got something so dark that you don't want to put it out into the ether i'll understand that
1: Yeah. You know what? I, I have that same attitude. Like when people go, Oh, uh, this is going to happen and that's going to happen and this and this and that. And I'm like, you guys careful what you manifest, because I really do think your words create a reality. And if you go around speaking that out, like this is going to happen, this is going to happen. Well, you're, you're helping them do their dirty work. You are literally helping them do their dirty work. Um, However, you know, it is good to be aware. I think it is good to be aware of what could 100%. happen. You need to be aware of what could happen because maybe that might be what motivates you to get up off your butt and maybe do something about it so that it doesn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah, you, yeah, you need to be aware. People do need to be aware of what it, what is being attempted and and the control and the and the sort of dystopian future that they're trying to set up for us because they are. But if I don't think if you talk about it necessarily that you're going to make it happen. I think it just depends on how you approach it. So like for me, I think, you know, they put their worst scenario out in, in, in like those dystopian type movies, like things like Hunter Games or, um, or The Hunger Games. That's what it was. The Hunger yeah, Games Hunger. and like Ready Player One, you know, things where like the real world becomes total crap. And then it's like their fake world is the world that's great and that everybody wants to be in. But, you know, that's, that's to me is like what they want they want a complete separation from you and the creation and and the more you leave the real world and go into the digital world I feel like that's what's happening you know
0: there was two uh, I mean player ready one I, I thoroughly enjoyed that but obviously I don't know if you're I'm gonna assume you're the same as as me. When you watch a film, you, you you're watching it partly because of the storyline, but partly to see all the hidden <laughs> agendas oh, yeah. and and the things in the background. You're you're looking at paintings on walls in scenes when. You're obviously supposed to be focusing on the dialogue, but you look in the background and you see a picture of a guy stood holding a globe or whatever, and you go, oh, there it is." Mm-hmm. Yeah, on a checkered, black and white checkered floor. Yeah, see that? You know? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that guy's got one eye. That guy's, you know, um, he's got his hand in his in his breast pocket. You know, you you, you kind of start seeing all the the little things that you kind of somehow magically attune right. yourself to. hey Um, but Ready Player One, was, I thoroughly enjoyed that. There was a TV show some years back called caprica which was based it was like a prequel to Battlestar galactica where people were going into kind of a metaverse and that suddenly just ended like it it was kind of going and i can't remember if it actually had a final episode or if it kind of fizzled like it was going to have more episodes but then never happened and then the other film surrogates with bruce willis can you remember that one surrogates no yeah right because that starts off with uh, a monologue a bit like the beginning of i am legend where they you know where it's flashing to the news and she goes oh we've cured cancer and mm-hmm. then starts going crazy well surrogates starts similar to that where they're they're talking about prosthetics prosthet- to help uh wounded vets you know uh and then it progresses to this where you can sit in the chair and if you're like in a coma they can put you in a virtual reality so you can still interact with your friends and family and stuff and they're selling it with positive 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 but then the whole society ends up literally like the people in wally strapped in chairs just obese living in a fantasy world because it's just better than their real real life um, that's it's an interesting film, surrogates, uh, huh. and it's got Bruce Willis in it. So yeah. that obviously speaks volumes. Yeah, because certain actors that push certain narratives that you kind of.
1: Oh yeah, you know, well of course Bruce Willis was in the Armageddon, where the where the asteroid's going to destroy the Earth, right? Yes, and then the space yeah. space saves us. The the space agency space saves us. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Um, rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> Go team NASA. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Um what was uh, what made me laugh the other day? Um I was listening to and I and I I think it might have been Sam Tripoli and he had a guy on who was ranting about you know Flat Earth being a you know Psyop and then he and he said something like Elon Musk is gonna be you know that uh, they're they're already having like like uh private space things that you can sign up for now and blah blah and i thought where have you been he, you know th- these have been around for years and no one's gone anywhere yet you know elon musk was supposed to be sending tourists around the moon back in uh 2018 wasn't he and right. it, that yeah. you know happened <laughs> um but some i don't know again it's like such short memories people have
1: They've you been know, saying this the, for twenty years, over oh, twenty years. Yeah, Remember, it all started with yeah. Virgin Galactic, right? Richard Branson yeah, was yeah. going to have space tourism, and they were going to send the Backstreet Boys into space or something stupid. Uh, like that. I did.
0: I did a. <laughs> I had a, another podcast, and I think one of the first news articles I read was I was reading. Um, I, I deliberately missed out the dates, and I was going. So NASA say they're going to have a moon base. You know, in you know in in the next six years, you know. And I says, that's great. You know, that's fantastic. Six years at Moonbase. I went, oh, hang on. Oh, this was dated 1969. I mistake. mean? But I had a whole list of articles like that. I'd gone onto the, um the British newspaper archives and I just typed in Moonbase. And I, I brought up oh, hundreds of articles where scientists were going to do this and that and they were going to build this and that. And all of them were, you know, we're talking close to 50 years out of date you know, where they said they were going to, you know, build this satellite orbit orbiting platform where they would do this. They were then going to use that to go to Mars. And, you know, and you, and you say all these broken promises. And then NASA just recently, did they not say that they need some more investment in their spacesuits because they don't think the spacesuits are up to going? So, you know, the, this whole Artemis one, you know, the one that looks like a deep sea diving. Oh, yeah. The one where the girl can actually negotiate the stairs. She had to have someone help her upstairs. I mean, come on. You know, if you're going to design a spacesuit for another worldly environment, at least be able to go up some stairs. I mean, (laughs) as soon as she she hits a steep slope with a rocky terrain, she's buggered, isn't she? Yeah. Unless the guy from NASA is going to be there pushing her up, you know? And and people don't see it, though. That's the other thing. And it's like the spacesuits that uh, Elon Musk has for this uh, for the spacex dragon capsule that was actually designed by a um special effects person that's done films like x men and 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 batman and th- th- i've i've got the newspaper article somewhere i read it and it's like you know this guy works in hollywood designing costumes for theater basically and he's the one who designs the spacesuit not a nasa engineer not any kind <laughs> of engineer a, it's truth like, in plain sight. Costume designer, as the, and it's the worst looking spacesuit ever. It, I mean, it it's like the Sting. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, uh, the, the, you know, you look at it and you go, "I don't. I'm not even sure if that's, you know, like windproof, let alone airtight." What do you mean? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. well, uh, but like you say, some people can't see it, and i that—that that is my current train of thought at the moment. Is trying to understand why some people can be shown something so blatantly obvious, like, I mean, let's think of something, I'm going to try and think of something really outlandish, right? And see if, see if I can sell it to you, right? <laughs> you get uh, uh, a two-bit actor to play the president of a country in a documentary-style TV show where he's an actor playing the president and then he somehow becomes the president of the country. As an actor playing the president, does that make sense? (laughs) Does that sound familiar?
1: Yeah, isn't that what we have now? (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, like
0: the whole, like the uh, so say the Ukrainian thing, like say, yeah. So when people say, oh yeah, the guy that's the president used to be an actor playing the president, and I remember saying that to my wife when I said, you do know he's an actor, and she was like, oh yeah, but he's doing such a great job, and I was like. (laughs) I, I, was like that. I was like, I can't, I can't help everyone, you know? And if I can't help, you know, you can't point out the obvious, say he's an actor who's like his most famous role was playing the president of the country that he is now the president of, but he's still an actor. Do you, know you mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, only since, when was the last time that happened? Ronald Reagan?
1: Yeah. Reagan. Well, I don't know. Trump was a reality star. He was an actor too. I mean, he was in Home Alone and he was in WWE and all that stuff too. But I guess first oh, one course, was, yeah. first, first one yeah. was Reagan, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, well, Reagan was an actual, that was his, uh, for want of a better word, his job, wasn't it? He, that's what he was famous for, being an actor. Yes. Where yes. Trump was famous for being, you know, a, a, what you call it, real estate mogul, I right. suppose. Who, famous, for uh, famous. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: famous for being famous. Famous for being famous. And then had some bit parts in some movies where he's, uh, you know, and obviously uh, an imbm page imbd page i can never get that bit right um so we're, we're just coming up to an hour karen so end on a positive note let's so white pill what's your manifest me a a white pill
1: um well i would like to see um more people uh take interest in how to um Use the rules that that they have put in the system like, okay, the the system that the way it's set up now, all the how all the rich people get away with not paying taxes and owning all these homes and doing all this stuff that they are able to get away with, like all these rules, they're doing everything with rules that they put in place in this system. And they lied. They hid those things from us. Right. But now people are starting to find that stuff with like living in the private, operating under the private, operating under a trust and that sort of stuff. I would really like to see um, a big, uh, which it's starting, but I'd like to see even more people get into that and to learning how to operate, you know, where we don't have to go anywhere. We don't have to live in a separate society. We could do it right here and just use their own rules against them. Like, really, that's the key. We really need to learn how to use what. The tools that they're using, because we have access to that too. It's just that nobody's been told about it. They they don't tell us about that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's a there. lot of free stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. no, no. I, I've used a similar analogy before, where I've said, um, "Yes, I'm. You know, I'm a slave to the system. I, you know, I, you know, in the in the UK, I have to have a valid driving license to drive my car. I need a valid driving license so I can." Get insurance, which I can't. Everything's um, computerized now, so I can't drive my car without uh, tax and insurance. Because it's as soon as my license plates get gets read by a police car, they know if I'm taxed and insured. Yeah, they also know if I'm driving with a, a an invalid driving license. However, so I'm playing in the rules by having that driving license, but I can also drive myself to a protest using that. Driving license. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean, so like you say, playing within the rules, but you can use those rules to to assist you to do other stuff. You know, most definitely. And I think people do need to look into uh, again. Is it a big PSYOP? up? Was it a big PSYOP? up? You know, the the free man of the land thing, where uh, I mean, that there's truths and then there's practicalities, isn't there, as well? Because you can say you don't legally in the United States have to pay the IRS, any kind of tax. Mm. I think that's been legally proven multiple times, Correct. but you need balls of steel to not do it, and make sure you've got all the I's dotted and all the T's crossed. Right. Yeah. The men with gut, because like, it doesn't matter if you're 100% within the rule of the law, if they descend on you with the balaclavas and the guns, they've descended on you with balaclavas and guns, and doesn't matter how legally right you are they'll still beat the crap out of you and take you to a cell right you know we, we've seen that kind of injustice before uh Absolutely. Multi- multiple multiple times mm-hmm. uh, but like you say there's a sensible way to buck the system if you understand like you say putting your your property in trust so your kids don't pay inheritance tax that sort of thing you know yes. or buy goods that aren't aren't yours you know that that's a it's a common thing here and i think it's the same in the states if you get divorced uh like you know you know you're going to get divorced so you put everything in, or not, not divorced you're going to go bankrupt so you sign everything over to your wife and then they claim all your assets and you've got nothing because nothing's in your name mm-hmm so I mean and then so the creditors are all happy because you've got nothing it all gets written off it all gets signed under the paper you know everything's done and dusted a year later you can start another business using your wife's collateral that was basically yours and this is how people start and destroy businesses and not owe anyone anything you know get multi-million pound contracts give all that money to someone else then say you can't fulfill the contract they take you to court you don't own anything the court just signs it all off everyone is happy you know <laughs> so mm-hmm. the 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 middle man that's been screwed right royally so like madoff i mean that's again can can you can you believe a guy that made off with all that money was actually called madoff I don't, yeah it's not just, hilarious i was just so tongue-in-cheek sometimes isn't it you know if you were to write that into a sitcom people would actually say well that's just a bit on the nose isn't it
1: yeah <laughs> But, but you know what you they go. do that they do do that with movie characters and t v characters. <laughs> they pretty much they kind of do put what their role into the name
0: yeah, 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 no, no, I've seen that yeah, um there is some good examples, that, and so they're escaping me, you know, like like Danny, more books and stuff, isn't there yeah,
1: yeah. Books, so that's you know? what I would like to see that. I would like to see people you know l- taking the time and the effort to educate themselves on how to um Used, utilize the system the way that you know a lot of these elites do because that's why they set it up that way so they could so that they could have these advantages but those rules are in place and it doesn't really matter who uses them <laughs> you know you just have to know about it
0: just yeah and again we're we're uh, kind of circling back to the uh the black pill side of things um being aware it is armament enough sometimes if you because to be caught completely blindsided or off guard is far worse than to at least be aware that it could potentially happen and therefore like even if it is minor you know uh, a, a couple of extra tins of beans in your cupboard just that gives you an extra week before you have to leave the house anything like that would just is just a benefit and 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 not much of a, a stretch either
1: Mm-hmm. yeah um, Yeah. And I've also been gardening and started keeping chickens and I'm trying to um, produce stuff myself. I I don't think I'm, I don't know if I'll ever become a hundred percent self-sufficient, but it is good to do some stuff to, you know, to provide for yourself and get reconnected with nature and stuff. I feel like that's a really good thing to do.
0: But before I start, right. So, yeah, thank you for the, the, the white pill. I think that is Sound advice, very sound advice. And then, just when you said about hunting, because uh, I, I used to deer stalk when I was when I was younger, <laughs> up in the Highlands. So I I was one of the few people in the UK that could actually own firearms, uh, all all of which have subsequently been like sold and I've handed in my my certification for holding firearms. But one thing I did love when I was in, I've been to the states three times. And one of the things I used to love doing was going into the big uh, sporting stores, you know, or the big supermarkets that have a sporting section. Mm -hmm. And I was always fascinated with the bow hunting section. Now I shoot English longbow in my spare time and I used to fire recurve bow, but bow hunting is illegal in the UK. So I've never, I I used to do um, what we called field archery, but it was, you know, it's like rubber targets and you kind of, you walk from point to point and then you shoot at a target. Yeah. You know?
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, so a simulated hunt with a target that isn't running or moving, but bow hunting, yay or nay?
1: Um, I like bow hunting. I actually have a bow. I have a recur uh, a compound bow.
0: Oh right, nice. Yeah. What poundage is that? Is that?
1: Well, mine is is smaller because I'm I'm a girl, so mine's like so <laughs> I think mine's set between like pounds. thirty like thirty and <laughs> forty pounds or something like that. It's
0: oh, that's know. that's that's still decent. Yeah. I mean yeah. that'll hit something at uh, a hundred yards, easy, would not it?
1: Yeah, I mean if I if I uh, if I practiced, I could become good enough to probably um, hunt with a bow. I haven't been doing it very much though, but yeah, I would like to get back into it. But I love it. I, I think it's really cool. Um, it's a good thing to get into. Uh,
0: I, I think. I mean, again, deer stalking in the UK is quite uh, obviously up in Scotland. The, the weather can be brutal, and there's a lot of crawling in mud and and trying to get as close to the deer as you physically can and we don't um they don't normally especially in the highlands they don't sort of it's not like woodland hunting like in the states where you need you know you, you're shooting between trees you're actually out in the open so the dsc you're coming so once you're sort of upwind of them or you know downwind of them you're, you're you're working to get closer and closer without them just up and moving you know mm-hmm. and then causing another two hours walking to find the things again um Obviously, that's with a rifle. So once you're reasonably close with a rifle, there was something. I mean, when I used to watch the the bow hunting videos and stuff, this I don't know. Is it more primeval? You need to be that little bit closer, that bit more stealthy.
1: Yeah, you, you know? have to be very quiet, very stealthy, and and um, you know, you can be close enough to where if the deer looks your direction, you need to close your eyes. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, so it they doesn't... don't recognize you, and you have to sit really still. I mean it's it's impressive um how it's done but yeah it's it's definitely takes a lot of skill and patience
0: yeah i i think yeah i think there's more a little if anyone listens to this podcast and that triggers them into the 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 pros and cons versus rifle versus bow hunting i'm sure all the bow hunters are like yeah it's more for, again air quotes more manly to go out you know it's more mano on mano you know as opposed to anyone, anyone can point a gun and shoot it, and then you'll have all the your your, your gun your gun lovers that'll be like, oh no no with, you know a gun you know is equally as bad if you miss you know what I mean. So, but there you go. Right, sorry, I I went off on a complete tangent. Uh, which just said <laughs> about hunting in the woods and stuff. Anyway, right, Karen, thank you very much. Do you want one last time to let everyone know where they can find you? Are you still doing um stuff with Brian? I don't think you mentioned Brian in the beginning. Oh
1: yeah, I do still do um, shows with Brian, but Unveiling This Realm—that's right. Unveiling This Realm yep. is a show that we were doing Thursday evenings, but we're just taking the summer off, so we'll probably start that up again. Pretty I, soon. I was
0: wondering, wondering I hadn't seen one notification like, uh, like a, a notification for that, and be very remiss of me not to plug uh, Flattoberfest.
1: Yes, Flattoberfest. Um...
0: I can't. I can't make it. So,
1: I know. Obviously. you know, I really wish that travel restrictions had lightened up already by now. Hopefully next year it will, but man, yeah, I was really hoping to... to try to bring some UK people out this year, but it just didn't work yeah, out.
0: They would have to just scrap TSA before I'd set foot in America again, I'm afraid. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a it's,
0: Which it's
1: It's a bummer, man. It's a bummer. It, it is. I mean, we've got
0: some good people here. I mean, obviously uh, Robin from who did the the Globe lay tour. Uh, that's where i met mark there in 2019 mm-hmm. uh, mark devlin he would be a great speaker
1: i actually uh, emailed back and forth with mark devlin um because somebody else wanted was suggesting that and i was like i would love to i said but i just don't think i can get people over here yet this year so i did yeah. a message with him and he's he's um open to doing it next year if we can get if they open things up so
0: Oh, nice! nice. Yeah, it, he's got a lot of good info. I might try and get him on the show. Yeah,
1: actually. I met Markit uh, in Amsterdam.
0: Of course, yeah, 2019. yes, yeah, Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, I was at the, the 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 conference that was before. Was that before or after? I think Amsterdam Amsterdam was the weekend after the Kidderminster. Is that right? Or was it before
1: uh, Amsterdam? Well, I know it was in twenty nineteen.
0: Yeah, but because it was part of the Global Eye tour, wasn't it? So it would have been before it, because. Yeah, 2019, right? Yeah, it was 2019 because yeah. it would have been before because they were on the return leg. And I think Kidderminster was the last yeah, stop. Yeah, because
1: it was September and then October was, that was when I did my first Flatoberfest, was 2019.
0: Yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I remember watching the videos of you all walking around Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah t- and uh, sorry it's I, I need to sign off um but yeah two thousand and nineteen seems a decade ago, yeah oddly, and I remember saying to to mark um when when we were we were wrapping up on the sunday there um I was taking Paul Lindbergh, you know paul on the plane oh yeah i was i was ta- i'd picked him up from Birmingham airport and I was taking him back to the airport, so it was me paul Mark Sargent. Uh, allegedly Dave, Dave Murphy, um, Robin, and there was someone else in the car park. And we were all just like hugging each other and laughing and joking. And I had agreed to put together a a Scottish Flat Earth Conference and the plans were kind of almost partly formed. I'd already phoned a guy that I knew had a venue that we could use. And it was, you know, we left with such... Great expectations for 2020.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. It's been a long, hard couple of years, man. It, it has, and it,
0: but it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it's two years ago. But yeah, there it is. But it, it, it at times, it feels like it. It is. It feels like it's ten years since. You know what I mean? What mm. a, a odd. And right. Yeah. Time and reality. That's another, cause they, like, you know, they say the older you get, the slower or the faster time goes. That's what they reckon, don't they? Mm-hmm. But I think, um, I think that's the subject. CERN and their shenanigans is a, a, a subject for another podcast, I think. Oh, but yeah. I will finish again with, <laughs> thank you very much, Karen, for agreeing to come on the show. It's been fantastic talking to you. And if you ever want me or ever want to talk to someone about Bigfoot, or paranormal stuff i'm more than happy to to sit and listen and, and uh recant some of my stories and and listen to yours if uh, if that's what you want to do if okay. you if you feel like you need someone to talk to about bigfoot that is i can be your 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 bigfoot person you can tell me all about it
1: oh fantastic I, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right okay um and well thank you again